Welcome to week two of college football. This is Smoky College Football Picks with the Bandit. We're getting ready to dive into all those exciting matchups in week two of this year's college football season. So let's get those kegs taps and let's get on with the show. All right, all right, Smokey. I like it. I like it. You know, we both, I just want to first off start with a recap of last week. Uh, we both ended up above 500, which means that we're, I guess we know just enough to be dangerous. And you know what we're going to do this year? We're going to just have like a winner for each week. And uh, you know what, Smokey, you got me. I got to I gotta tell this, you, you got your lock, and you, you picked more games right than I did. I think he, I think he went something like 11 and, and 6 or something like that. And I went like a, a middling nine and eight. So you know what? Uh, you win that. You win week one. Enjoy it. That'll be your only week of the year. I have to give myself a pat on the back because we're only one week into the season, and I already have the pick of the year. That was Northwestern over Stanford. I told you that early kickoff got him. I know. I know. You're you're all about the uh, the nine a.m. start time for the West Coast team. And you know what? Stanford looked horrible in that game. So maybe there's something to that. Well, let's go ahead and dive right into it. And I'll tell you what, this podcast is going to be, I'm going to call this one Beavers and Ducks. Because we're going to start with the Beavers and we're going to end the podcast with the Ducks. So let's start with the Beavers. we got Oregon State at Michigan. Big game. Michigan is a 15.5 point favorite. Who do you like here? Uh, you know, it's Harbaugh's first game at home. i got to think Michigan, even though they're not very good, Oregon State's even worse. I'm calling it for Michigan. Agree with you there. I've got this as, uh, as Michigan rolling in this game. I think that you know Michigan looked pretty good in the opener. Uh, they didn't win, but you know Harbaugh, he's got to have them. Like they've got to be ready for this game. And I've got a couple of players in DraftKings from this game. I got one player that I want to highlight. We'll do that in the in the last segment uh, today. But I, there is somebody in this game that I like. You and I both have different philosophies when it comes to football. What is that? In my opinion, you could never look good if you lose. Oh, I think you can look good and lose. You can definitely look good and lose. Losers are losers. You can't look good uh, losing. I disagree, but we just have a different philosophy. You just you're all about the scoreboard. I get it. Very true. All right. So the next game we got, we got Bowling Green, another team that looks good in a loss at Maryland. Uh, uh, Maryland's a seven and a half point favorite. Are you like? Can you look good in a loss? <laughs> I did. We just covered that. Yes, you can. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe you are right because I am taking Bowling Green in the points. They put up a lot of points against Tennessee last week. Maryland, outside of Bonnie Bernstein, they got nothing going for them. I'm taking Bowling Green in the points on this one. Yeah, I was completely underwhelmed by Maryland last week. And I'll tell you what, Bowling Green was pretty good. They got a pretty good pass attack. Tennessee is an improved team. They ran the ball all over the place on them, but at the same time, I like seven and a half points. I think this is a three-point game, and I am going to take Bowling Green as well. Um, all right, so we got to talk about Vanderbilt a little bit, and unfortunately, we got to talk about them because they're playing Georgia, and uh, Vanderbilt's hosting them, and Georgia's a twenty-one point favorite. Who do you like in this game? And did you hear about the Vanderbilt scandal this this summer? 
I, I did hear about the Vanderbilt scandal, and I'm surprised the spread's not more, because I would call this game chubbalicious. <laughs> I like it. I like it. This is very chubbalicious. Uh, you know what I also call this game? What is that? The lock of the week. Georgia oh. covers easy. Wow, wow. You're saying Georgia, okay, if they don't get lightning out, so that, that was really a game that we yes. kind of had to scratch off. We're both covering, and I mean, I guess if you weren't covering, it was like you got to pardon from the governor. But I'll tell you what, they're covering like eight minutes to go in the game or something like that. It's got to go 50 minutes to be an official game. They call the game, but that's off. That was a horrible, horrible beat. Off. And of course, I had the game on my sports book pick, and uh, yeah, I'm not too happy about that. Yeah, not good. I agree with you, Chubb is uh, going to run all day. Vanderbilt lost to Western Kentucky last week. That's all you need to know there. Here's the scandal at Vanderbilt, though. Over the summer, they had a couple players accused of rape, which is a very serious offense. Do you know what their program guide, uh, you know, that they hand out at all the games, do you know what their program guide that they send out on Twitter, do you know what the, the slogan was? Yeah, I do. I do. Last in the SEC, first in rape. <laughs> no, no. That, that would have been less offensive. I'll tell you what. The, uh, the program guide said, we don't need your permission. Oh! Absolutely a bad move by the PR department at Vanderbilt. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win a game for the next month. Um, but, yeah, that, they're, they're in horrible shape. Um, I'll tell you what, a team that's on the rise here is in this next game. we got Notre Dame at Virginia. A little surprised by the spread. Notre Dame's only a 13-point favorite. What do you think here? Yeah, that was surprising. I guess people aren't drinking the Notre Dame Kool-Aid as of yet. Uh, I've got to go with Notre Dame to cover this spread. Okay, this is bizarre. That's four games in a row that we agree on, so I guess we're just going to be either completely right or completely wrong. Sign of the uh, apocalypse. Notre Dame looked great last week against Texas, but I think part of that is Texas is just horrible this year. Let's just keep that in mind. The, the Notre Dame defense kept them in, in check, and I like uh, one of the players in this game, and I think you do as well. Uh, in this game, uh, possibly playing quarterback. Not going to say who it is, but we can figure it out if you're if you're following the podcast. Um, all right, so we got Washington State at Rutgers. This is kind of a nothing game, but I like the spread here. Rutgers is a two-point favorite. Who do you like here? I like Rutgers. Didn't Washington State lose to somebody like Port- East? Portland State? Portland State was who they lost to. Yeah, that, that's like losing to a team from Alaska. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty close to Alaska. And, yes, Portland State uh, wound up, I guess it's now a rivalry game for Washington State. That's where the program's gone now. Um, all you need to know there is Luke Falk, uh, the Washington State quarterback, uh, got slammed in the turf really bad in that game, and he had to leave with a shoulder injury. They say he's going to start. But there's no way the shoulder injury is going to be. Uh, uh, I, I think all you have to do is get hit once, and he's out of the game. Washington State hopes go with it. I agree with you, Rutgers. Here's here's all you need to know about that game. How bad does a quarterback number two backup that loses to Portland State have to be? It will have to be pretty bad, I would think. I mean, that's all you got to think. Ruck- they, they actually were pretty much in that game until I mean, I think got. He got hurt in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, certainly he didn't light it up against Portland State. And obviously that defense, you know, Portland State's scoring on you. I mean, you know. The only thing that worries me is uh, isn't uh, Rutgers honoring Ray Rice at halftime? Oh, that's, that's so wrong. Yeah, they, they, they're going to hand out, uh, uh, I don't 
going to hand out ice blocks, I guess, or, or something for the for uh, ice packs. Well, it's the last game of the year where I'll be comfortable to wear a wife beater to the game. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. I'm going to move on for that. So let's go to uh, one of the, uh, the top teams in the country, period. And they looked like it last week, and that's Alabama hosting Middle Tennessee State. Alabama's a 35.5-point favorite. It's a lot of points. What do you think? It's a lot of points, but you know you're talking about a coach that definitely likes to run things up and goes to the Bill Belichick school of mumbling, as we've covered before. I th- I think Alabama, you know, they're going to cover this game easily. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you, man. I think Jake Coker can just do enough to hand the ball off to the talented running backs of Alabama. No matter who's in there, it seems like they're running the ball well. They're just running back. I think nowadays. Uh, so, you know, I, I agree with you. I like Alabama. Unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to disagree on a single game with this podcast. I this would be a first. A here. That's kind of bizarre. We do not talk about who we like before the game, uh, before, we do the, uh, before we do the podcast. Let's see if we can get one different. Who knows? Um, we got the Battle of Iowa. We got Iowa at Iowa State. Iowa, a three and a half point favorite. Who do you like? You know, I'm disappointed in myself. Because I didn't last week get to say, I've been flip-flopping on this more than a fat man in a waterbed. <laughs> that is the Smokey and the Bandit catchphrase, patented. That's right, look it up. But yeah, flip-flopping like a fat man in a bed, not a, not a good analogy. Uh, in a waterbed. A waterbed, that's right. you got to flosh around, because that's always good for the, the listeners. And when I finished flopping, I landed on the Iowa State side. Oh, we disagree with our first game. I am on the Iowa bandwagon. C.J. Beathard, uh, uh, the uh, Daniels Jr., they're running back. I think his name is Deshaun uh, uh, Daniels Jr. I think they're going to come out big. I think they're going to cover. But, you know, I, I, I flip-flopped not quite like a fat man in a waterbed on this. These games are always close, aren't they? Like, every time yeah. you play, it seems like it's a field goal, right? Yep. And three, three and a half points, I'm not good at math, but that's more than a field goal. So, I like the pick, can't argue with it, but I just got to go with Iowa. You think Iowa's going to cover? Um, I think Iowa's going to cover the three and a half. So, that's who I'm taking. You're taking the other side of it. That's correct. All right. So, we got uh, this game. I, I Frankly, I pulled the peanut gallery here, and that's how I came up with the pick. And uh, it's Oklahoma at Tennessee. Tennessee's a one-point favorite. Who, did you, who do you like in this game? There was zero flopping in a water bet on this one. I've been with the same pick since Monday. I'm going with Oklahoma. Oh, wow, wow. We disagree on, on, on the second in a row here. Um, I pulled the peanut gallery here in West Virginia. That's where I'm at, at the, uh, the Great Stonewall Resort, Resort right now. And uh, the peanut gallery selected Tennessee. I have no other analysis other than maybe Josh Dobbs runs wild on him. Jalen Hurd runs wild. And Oklahoma chokes in big games. Guess what's one thing people never go to West Virginia for? Uh, what is that? Sports advice. <laughs> we will see. We will see. You might be right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, bad teams that maybe are a little bit better, who knows? We got our Florida Gators uh, hosting East Carolina. Florida's a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Who do you like here? Now, this is my interesting tidbit of the week. I don't know if you noticed this. This spread went from 13 to 20 and a half in four days. That's a lot of money on the Florida side. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 
So who, who do you like? I'll tell you, Florida looked really good. I mean, they looked really, really good. I'm taking the Gators to cover. I'm taking the Gators to cover as well, as they probably will have that letdown game. I hope that they don't think that they're incredible. I, I, here's what I think could happen. I think the Gators could blow out this game. I don't think East Carolina is that good. They've been a decent program over the years. Will Greer is starting. Yeah, no. No matter who it is. And East Carolina lost everybody from last year. Yeah. I think that he should be able to roll in this game, and I think they and should they, be able to cover by half They only beat Townsend, I think, 28-20. to 20. Here's what's going to happen, though. They're going to they're cover this game, and then they're going to go into Kentucky next week, and then that, that's where the Gators are going to be like a 10-point favorite or something like that, and the Gators will not cover, or it'll be a 7.5-point favorite, and Kentucky will keep it close. What I like, um, though, is Kentucky's got a tough game this week, though, at South Carolina, so that'll be, a, that'll be an interesting Well. They, we're going to get to that. We're, we're getting to that uh, coming up in, in, in two games. So we're both on, on the Florida bandwagon there. This spread is, I, I, I was surprised by it. we got Missouri at Arkansas State. Missouri's an 11-point favorite. Who do you like? Um, you know, Missouri loves being the team that nobody's paying attention to. Well, guess what? Smokey be paying attention. I'm taking Missouri to cover easily. You're absolutely right. Matty Mock is uh, he's a pretty decent quarterback. Arkansas State. How is the spread only 11 when Arkansas State went to USC and just got blown out by 60 points or whatever it was over there? I mean, I get it. Arkansas State's at home, but the last time I looked, home field advantage is only worth three points in any situation. They, doesn't Arkansas State play in, like, a high school football stadium? Yeah, I think they do. I think they, I think they play at, like, Little Rock Central Stadium there or something like that. Yeah, it, 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 it's a, it probably looks like that on television. Which would be curious because I'll probably catch this on the uh, SEC network and see what the stadium looks like. But yeah, I agree with you here. Missouri could be uh, their their sneaky good is a thing, and I'm going to make this my lock of the week. That's I, I'm locking this down. I, I saw the Missouri 11 point spread, and frankly, a team just got blown, blown out by like 50, 60 points. I, I'm not buying that Missouri's that they're going to keep this game close. So you're saying you think this game is Missouri licious? It is Missouri-licious, that's right. I guess that's the theme for, for this week's podcast. So we're going back to the SEC. Well, I guess we were in the SEC the last game, but we got a head-to-head SEC matchup here. We got Kentucky at South Carolina. South Carolina is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? Yeah, South Carolina was uh, – they laid a big egg against a really bad North Carolina team. I got to think, though, it's Kentucky. Steve Spurrier never loses to Kentucky – I think South Carolina wins this game by 10. You know what? I, I, I took South Carolina in the game against North Carolina, and they did cover. But I watched that game, and South Carolina has some problems at quarterback. Connor Mitch, uh, who I talked about, I said, you know, last week on the podcast, I said, Steve Spurrier can take anybody. They make Danny Workle a Heisman Trophy winner. He can, he can do something with Connor Mitch. I'll tell you what, he's having trouble doing anything with Connor Mitch. Because I'll tell you what, Farrow Cooper, who is their talented wide receiver, they ran Wildcat with him. And, and just try to move the ball down the field. You, I mean, when was the last time you had Spurrier running the Wildcat? Do you remember him ever running it now at Florida? I know he liked to change quarterbacks, but did he ever run the Wildcat? No, no. We like to run the fun and gun. That's right, the fun and gun. There is no fun and gun. It's a Wildcat offense. I, you know, and I like the Wildcats in this one. I'll tell you that. I like I like Kentucky to. Uh, I like taking the point seven and a half. And uh, I was impressed with them last week. So, and I wasn't very impressed with South Carolina. Um, all right, so we got a team that, again, was impressive, Temple, uh, at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's a seven-point favorite, if you like. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't believe how bad Penn State got manhandled in that game, but the fun... What's that? Sackenberg. Hackenberg is now Sackenberg. That guy sucks. Ten times. I I hope none of his relatives are listening to the podcast, because he really sucks. (laughs) Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So who are you taking? I, I, are you on Temple in this game? I don't, think, I don't think Cincinnati's very good, but the fun for Temple ends here. Cincinnati covers. Okay, I'm disagreeing with you here. Uh, that's that's uh, two in a row that we disagree on, and I am going to take Temple on the points. Uh, I just love this defense. This Temple defense, I think, is pretty damn good. And I know 10 sacks is on, a lot of that's on Sackenberg. But, man, that's pretty damn impressive. Do you realize that you could be the first person in the history of the mankind to say, I love this Temple defense? <laughs> They've had a good defense for a while. Maybe I am the first, though. You're right. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's get out of that. Let's get into some big games. We've got three big games that we're going to end the, end the show on here until we go to the uh, draft games. we got SEC matchup. we got LSU at Mississippi State. LSU is a four and a half point favorite. Who you like in this one? This is a tough one, really tough because lightning, lightning doubt LSU. Mississippi State was quite magical the first half of last year, but I got to take LSU to cover this game. We still don't know anything about LSU, so until we do, if their quarterback could get the ball downfield, they're going to win easily. But I'm going to take LSU to cover. I'm going to take LSU to cover as well, and I'll tell you what. You know, Leonard Forsett, you're right. We we don't know much about LSU because of the lightning out cancellation of your first game. But, man, i got to think that the LSU defense is ready to play. I know it's going to be tough with uh, uh, Dak Prescott over there at Mississippi State, but I'll tell you what, they should be able to keep this game. They should be able to keep them bottled up, and they should be able to run the ball with Forsett all over the place. So let's just, or Fournette, I'm sorry. You're the rules guy here at Smokey and the Bandit, so I have a rules question for you. And maybe this will be our Twitter question of the week. If LSU has all 12 of their games lightning out, would they make it to the college football playoffs since they'd be undefeated? Uh, it would be 0-0. Zero and zero. And yes, they would technically, they wouldn't necessarily get picked for a bowl, but they would be bowl eligible. That is correct. <laughs> okay, so we want to hear from the fans. Let us know what you think. If LSU has all 12 of their games lightning out, do they make it to the big dance of the Final Four? And you can reach us through email. They don't make it to the Final Four. Are you kidding me? They get, like, they get like the Meineke Carter Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's hear. We want to hear what the fans think. So reach out to us at Smokey and the Bandit, CFB at yahoo.com. Or you could uh, get there on the Twitter thingy dingy at Smokey Bandit, CFB over there on the Twitterverse. All right, very good, very good. All right, two more games to cover. we got Boise State at BYU. Boise State a three-point favorite. Who you got? Yeah, I got to think, even though they're not on the Smurf turf, that uh, Boise State, uh, you know, they look pretty good against Washington. I'm going to pick them to take this game. Yeah, I like Boise State as well. I know that they, they weren't great on the Smurf turf. I mean, they, they played like two different halves. They were up at, at the half, I think, by uh, 16 there's a 13-point spread, and they wound up not scoring a point in the second half. I didn't watch the game. It was started like 11 o'clock Eastern time. But I'll tell you what, BYU lost Taysom Hill, and that was supposed to be their big savior this year. He was supposed to you know, keep them going. They won on a Hail Mary. 
uh, last week. Yeah. Um, great play uh, by the team to, to get that, that victory. But I'll tell you what, here I think the, the magic ends, and I think Boise State should cover here. Um, all right, game of the week. Absolutely, all eyes are going to be on this game. Here's a question for you. Go ahead. If Texas Christian TCU wins on a Hail Mary, is it divine intervention? Oh, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a question for the listeners, I guess. Uh, it, 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 I, I have no idea which who's God, so I guess would be the question. Uh, Good point. Divinely intervened in that, in that situation. Um, but anyway, this, this game, this final game that we're going to talk about is, you know, we talked about Beavers and Ducks, so we teased at the beginning. Um, this is Oregon going into Michigan State. Uh, you know, both of these are playoff contenders. Michigan State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, basically a pick game. They're giving the home field advantage not to Michigan State. Who do you like? I couldn't believe how awful Oregon's defense was last week. This is, this is a big... Didn't Oregon, uh, like, destroy Michigan State last year? Yeah, they did. But I'll tell you what, you know, I gotta, I gotta say something about Michigan State's defense. They gave up 24 to Western Michigan last week. That's true. I'm going to take Michigan State to cover. Okay, I'm going to go to the other side. I'm going to take Oregon and the points. And I think Oregon wins this game outright. And, you know, I think I think Burton Adams, who is the Oregon quarterback, is pretty decent. But they still have. I mean, I looked on offense. Oregon, aside from Mariota, had the entire – it looked like they still had the same team. They still have Freeman. They still have Royce Freeman running the ball. And, and they still have all their skill players. So I, I like it. Um, Connor Cook could have a big game, and he could win that pick. But um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to just take the other side of that. So there are a couple, at least, you know, seven or eight games we disagree on. I'm going to quote Billy Joel. You may be right. You may be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me go into uh, my DraftKings lineup real quick. We're going to end the show on a quick, quick segment. We're going to do this, uh, uh, run it down really quickly. Last week, the DraftKings picks. Uh, were slightly better than 50%. So if you were in a 50-50 league, you probably made some money. But if you were in a triple-up league, you probably missed like I did. I took it in a triple-up and did not get there. But um, this week, we're feeling a little bit better. Here's why I like a quarterback. I like Gary Ward Jr., and I like Malik Zaire at Notre Dame. Uh, I think that that, uh, both of those guys could be dual-threat guys with their arms and their legs. What do you think? I think Zaire is a great pick. Um... He was 18 for 22 last week for 300-plus yards. I don't see him slowing down this week. All right, all right. We're good there. I, I, I like that as well. And then at running back, I've got LaShun Daniels, Jr. Talked about him in the Iowa game against Iowa State. I think he's going to run. He's good value at 5,300. And I like Marcus Marshall, running back at Georgia Tech. They spread the ball out. They run the ball with like 12 different guys at Georgia Tech. But I'll tell you what, he's the top guy there, and he was only forty—he's only forty-two hundred units. So, uh, any running back picks you got out there? Yeah, you know, I looked at Marshall uh, over on the Fanduel, and he was like the second or third most expensive running back, I think. Um, don't quote so me on that. Two hundred at, at DraftKings has got to be kind of surprising, right? Yeah, I, I like uh, you know you play—you only play two running backs in Fanduel. We know both, uh, you know, whatever game you're playing. There's 6,000 different daily fantasy games out there. I like going with a tandem of Alabama running backs this week. Henry will probably only play the first half because they'll be up 35 nothing. And um, you know the backup's name there? Oh, I'm trying to 
to remember the guy's name. But, yeah, I do I, I do think that our listeners, if they're playing draft teams, look for the backup at Alabama. I don't have his name. I, I'll think of it maybe by the, by the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, I like that play. I think that's a smart play. Taking, I know a couple guys in the contest, they took both Georgia running backs or put, took, you know, uh, some backups in some other, other blowout games. I think it's a great, great strategy. Yeah, in college, you could take two running backs from the same team and make out like a bandit. That's right, that's right. You can't do it in the pros, but I'll tell you what, it works in college. Um, you know, I'm going to go to flex, and I like to go with running backs in the flex position. So I got two more running backs I like, and that's Alonzo Smith. He's Miami of Ohio, way under the radar, at Wisconsin. Wisconsin got ran over by Alabama last week. He's only 3,400 units. He's a good pick. And then the guy that I, I'm riding him again, Jalen Watkins over at Ole Miss. That guy is going to run the ball all over Fresno State. I like him uh, at 6,400 units. Uh, wide receivers. You got any wide receiver picks for me? Because I'm kind of struggling here, and, and I'll explain in a second. But you, you like anybody at wide out? Uh, there's nobody in particular that I've, I like at wide out. I mean, you're going to look at your Notre Dame wide receivers. You're going to look at your teams that are going to be passing all over the field. Unfortunately, there's nobody at Florida I would touch. They spread the ball around too much. You're really looking at teams that have uh, one or two big wide receivers. Um, you know, I'm still thinking about running backs and flex. Um, you like Tennessee to win. The only way they win is if they hand the ball off uh, 40 times to Hurd. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good pick. I have to look to see if, if there's a way to get him in this lineup and move it around a little bit. But I'm going to stick to it for the podcast, maybe for a second contest. I'll tell you what. I struggled at wideout here because the really good guys are really expensive, and it's and it's really it's tough to find kind of that sleeper wideout. Um, I do like Don Williams. Uh, he's less of a sleeper than he was last week when I picked him. Washington State at Rutgers. I think that game they might be throwing the ball a lot. And I like Keon Hatcher at Arkansas. Arkansas's quarterback Allen looks like the real deal. And uh, you know I have to spend a little more for him. He's sixty one hundred, but I think they might throw the ball a lot. Here's a sleeper though, a guy that. that can allow you to get other guys in your lineup. And it's, uh, you're going to love this name, Jake Butt, tight end at Michigan. Okay? He's Michigan's top, he's, he's their top target guy. He, uh, Jake Rubik is just throwing in the ball like crazy in their first game. He's only 4,400. I know throwing a tight end, that's not conventional, you know, even in the college game. What do you think about that pick? I think it's great. You know why? Why is that? Because with a name like Dick Butts, you don't have to worry about him screwing you because he's too busy screwing himself. Oh, that's so wrong. It's so wrong. On that, I think we got to end the podcast. We can't. We, we've reached an all-time low. we got to tap out. So I'm out, and I'll tell you what, I'll give you the last word. Uh, <laughs> sorry about the whole Dick Butts thing to the Dick Butts family. Uh, reach out to us. If that was too much for you guys, let us know. You know where to get us on email. It's SmokeyAndTheBanditCFB at Yahoo.com or tweet us in SmokeyBanditCFB. We'll get to you a little early in week three. We know we got to you a little late in week two. But, hey, why sleep when you can listen to Smokey and the Bandit college football? Very good. And the apology to the Jake Butts family. His name is not Dick, but I guess we're going to call him that from now on on the podcast. We're forward next Tuesday night. We'll be talking a little earlier. 15% concentrated power of will. 5% pleasure. 50% pain. And 100% reason to remember the name. This is 10% pain.